This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Smokey and the Bandit. Give me one of them Diablo sandwiches. Y'all come back all right this movie came out in 1977 <laughs> yeah it did <laughs> blew every i don't even know what else came out in 1977 this movie's so good yeah uh directed <laughs> by hal needham written I by need hal, him a director hal needham robert l levy james lee barrett Starring Burt Reynolds, Sally Field, Jackie Gleason, Jerry Reed, uh, a dog. <laughs> Paul Williams, Pat McCormick. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, right. Alex, this, this is your pick. What's your history with this movie? Um, this is one of those movies that I've always known about, but I've never watched it. And then I saw it on Netflix. And I watched it and it's like, okay, this is pretty good. This might be, you know, I've been trying to uh, find more movies to watch with my kids that are, you know, more like PG, PG 13, a little bit grown up, but still not bad enough that we can't 70s watch it. PG. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this one fell right into that area. So I watched it with my boys and they say they don't like it, but they always sit through it <laughs> from beginning to end. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to watch that. But they'll still they'll still watch it, so it's got something going for it. All right, uh, I'll go next. Same thing. I have always heard of this movie, right? I mean, you kind of how do you know how you not hear about this movie? But I have never seen it uh, until a few days ago. Um, also watched it on Netflix, and uh, yeah, it was good to finally get this <laughs> into my catalog of classics that I've never seen before. And uh, well, we'll talk about it more, Scott. Scott is in. all about this movie. Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, he won't <laughs> shut up about Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, basically the the same setup as as Jeff here. Uh, yeah, I never really watched it. Uh, bits and pieces. Great title for a movie, by the way. <laughs> regardless, yeah. regardless of how I might actually feel about the movie itself, this this is a great title. Uh, so, mm-hmm. I wonder how much of that like actually got things done for this. <laughs> Yeah. And I'll just go out and say it. Always known the movie Smokey and the Bandit. I had no idea who Smokey was or what Smokey was. <laughs> They're running away the from ba- a bear. Who the bandit is. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. Not so. not not gonna lie. I, w- I was not sure if this was one of those movies that had an orangutan in it. <laughs> I- <laughs> That's a Clint Eastwood joint. No, I know, I know, I, I know that, but I didn't know if this was like another one because there was that oh, BJ. Because okay. there was BJ and the Bear. I don't know if you remember that. No, I've heard of that. Yeah, it was basically was it an actual thing. bear. Bear was a chimpanzee. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, or yeah. BJ. I honestly don't know, but one of them was a chimp. <laughs> yeah. 
Same kind of thing. I know there's Cannonball Run. I've never seen those either. Hell, Wacky Racers is kind of in the same vein. I don't know if we're going to get... Yeah, a little bit, yeah. A Laughing Dog. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. It's a mad, 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 mad world kind of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that, let's get into it. Uh, Alex, what's your number seven? Uh, my number seven is they basically got over to the distribution plant. Smokey and uh, what's his face? I forget his friend's name. Cletus. The snowman. Cletus. Yeah, snowman. So not Smokey. Bandit. <laughs> That's right. Bandit. <laughs> my bad. Jeebus H. And Bandit and Snowman get over to the Coors distribution place. There's nobody there because they got there to butt crack it on and they just steal the beer. They just take it. Yeah. It's like, oh, here, leave him a note. Yeah. (laughs) Leave him a note. No, because Snowman just goes, oh, the hell with this. And he tosses everything. That's true. It's like, all right. (laughs) They just kept uh, Big and Little Enos' money for buying the beer as a little bonus. I'm like, okay. Yeah. uh, For those of you who don't know the premise of this movie, they're they're basically smuggling cores from... Texas to Georgia, and apparently that's a thing. You couldn't take cores east of the Mississippi, which I didn't know about. Did you guys know this was a thing? Did so you you looked no. this up, Jeff? Huh? You looked this up? No, that's the premise of the movie. I, I that's what the movie's about. Oh, yeah. oh. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't say I'm, it was a real thing or not. I'm just saying okay. in the movie it's a thing. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And I don't know if it's a real thing or not. I'm and, assuming and, it and is. That's but... basically the plot. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's that's uh, yeah. Um, they they never really explain why they're doing it. It's just like, a bet. There's just it's just a rich Texan <laughs> or rich Georgian making bets with truckers, seeing if they can do it. Uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, really, no reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh... Oh, because he's thirsty, dummy. <laughs> yeah, that one was a real thing. Tastes good on the. Well, they didn't have refrigeration back in 77. That is true. <laughs> I, I just pulled up a quick article. Uh, Coors didn't get natu- national distribution until 1986. So Does that go. mean it was illegal Damn. to, to they transport? Weren't licensed to, they weren't licensed to sell. But what about transport, though? Well, if you transport it there, and then what? You, go, you, you just going to drink it all? I don't, I don't, I mean, <laughs> like, you can't prove... I, okay, I, I'm not diving into the actual. I want to get into. The, yeah, this is a true. Okay. Let's let's start a true crime podcast about whether yeah. <laughs> in 1977 it was legal to do this. I mean, I guess they were. I mean, they were bootlegging in uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop in the beginning with the cigarettes. There so. you go. Yeah, those are wasn't it because it wasn't passed through customs or something, and they didn't have they didn't pay the taxes on it or something. Yeah, like they, they got it all from the duty free store at the. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a lot of cigarettes. Also, not for nothing. Like going going back to the uh, the distribution center thing. How long do you think it would take two dudes to load up four hundred cases? <laughs> I don't know, just as reasonable as a, a semi driving 150 miles an hour around cor- yeah, corners. With well, no you just problem. speed up the camera. Yeah. 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 I'm, also reading, I'm also reading here, it was 
because the beer is not pasteurized and needed to be refrigerated, which could not be guaranteed that far east of the Colorado brewery. <laughs> okay. I don't know. My crews must have paid a lot of money for this, for all the product placement in this movie. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyways. Um, but yeah, them stealing the beer is pretty. Pretty much nice. this movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, my number seven. I'll go next. Um, there was a couple scenes when Sally Field. I've already forgot her name. The bride, whatever she is in this. Frog. All right, this is random <laughs> yeah. shit when she's driving. Like, just happens. Like, I don't. I didn't understand any part when she was driving. Like, first of all, how she could drive the way she was driving. Like, I get Burt Reynolds is doing this. She's doing some pretty nice drifting herself. But there's one uh, point where she's she, a southern girl. She watches. She's like, drive. there's a scene where she's driving like from the left of the screen to the right of the screen, and then just like turns around for no reason. We don't see why she turns around, and then just goes completely the other direction. She was she was yep. uh, driving erratically to lose the Smokies. Mm-hmm. But there, at that point, there were no Smokies on her. She just did it like it was so freaking random. Mm-hmm. And do we ever get an explanation for her of what the hell was going on? Vaguely, it's like, yeah. It's like she that point her, was dropped. She ran away from her wedding. No, that's all the sheriff, sheriff justice. That was his whole thing because she was going to marry his son. But she ran away from. She was a runaway bride from the wedding, so he was chasing her to get her back for a shotgun wedding. Son, that I wasn't one hundred percent sure on that. No, that was the son. He was wearing the, wearing the wedding thing in a boutonniere at the start. Well, I mean, he could have been, been, like, been a groomsman. Could have been, but it's it's him. He was the groom. He was probably the groom. Okay, that's what put him on the on them. But like, he, never once did he say just like give me the girl or anything like that. <laughs> it's just he's just after Burt Reynolds at this point. Yeah, because Bandit's got the girl. But Bandit wasn't even if he said, you know, I just want the bride, you know, whatever. But there was so much disrespect. Well, he, he, he can't let it go. He concocted this whole thing about kidnapping. So, like, he had to keep up the, the charade of... Uh, oh, that too. Yeah. That he was going after, like, he had to assume that she was kidnapped. So there was no point in... But he doesn't bring it up ever. Except the very beginning when he first start when he like finds the the guys that are stealing her shit. <laughs> eh. Whatever. I heard most of this movie was improvised, and so I just like they drop story <laughs> points along the way. Uh, anyway, I believe it. <laughs> He's bound to die. Scott number five, uh, number seven. <laughs> My number seven is just the. Like the casual racism and, and jokes about spousal abuse, spousal abuse. Jesus. Uh, yeah. I, that on was one a, hand, it, it like is. Honeymooners call back. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't think that's what they were going for. Um, it was improvised. That was improvised by him. I saw a little behind the scenes thing on that. Okay. Well. <laughs> he really likes beating women. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> age. It. I have more to say about his character, but uh, yeah, it was it was played for laughs. Like he, him not believing that there was a black uh, sheriff, him talking about punching his wife in the mouth. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, just mm-hmm. not funny. Like, and I get the the idea, the idea was <laughs> I, I I laughed at punching her in the mouth just because. It's Jackie Gleason. It was Jackie Gleason. It's a joke. It's not like he's doing it. I chuckled, especially coming from as a Honeymooners fan growing up. But uh, mm-hmm. 
Like, he's, he's the only like kind of saving grace there. But it just, it, I I don't know. Like, it was just like here's a joke. Like, like lol, black people. Like it doesn't. <laughs> like I don't I don't see how that was supposed to be funny. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it's villain. time. Maybe I yeah. don't know. He's the bad guy. Of course, know. he'd be racist. I, I again, like I, 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 they they go out of their way to show um, uh, Snowman <laughs> is is cool with like one of the three like black people there in the movie, um, and yeah, like, Burt Reynolds at one They're point tight. does does like the <laughs> they they do the. Not the handshake, but the we do like a low five. Um, but uh, yeah, it just it, I don't know. It, I guess, like you guys said, product of its time. Uh, it, was, it was cringy. All right, uh, Alex, number six. My number six is, and I think we covered a lot of this, but a, lo- a lot of the characters are pretty one dimensional. Uh, except for Sally Field, which you get a little bit of a backstory about her being a chorus line dancer, wanting to be one, and then the little scene, the little like romantic scene break that they that she has with Burt Reynolds. Uh, but other than that, everybody is like at face value who they are. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, there's not yet. Yeah, like Scott mentioned, there's not much plot. There's not much. It's just a. Uh... It's basically mm-hmm. the 70s version of the road war, the late the Fury Road or something, right? <laughs> just Except they don't <laughs> go back. I don't know. Yeah. It's just we're on the road and... Uh, Sally yeah, the Field's cinematography is not as good, yeah. Smoking the cigarettes, kicking my ass. Um, all right. Uh, my number six... Uh, where do I go? Is... Uh, the <laughs> what the hell is going on? Oh, this thing—it was good and bad for me. It was always moving, right? This movie like really doesn't stop, which is, I guess, part of its charm. But early on, it was—I was, was kind of getting a little sick watching it. I, I don't know <laughs> if I just wasn't in the right mood for it, or if I just you know whatever. But then I finished, got used to it. But there was a lot of just because it was always moving. They're pretty much always cornering until like that last stretch of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just so I don't know, there's a part early Speaking on. I was like, "Oh, this is rough. Yeah. This is going to be rough for me." And eventually, I, I I got fine with it. But um, just had to call it out. Like, I get it. Like they're on the road and it's fun. It's supposed to be moving, and I like that. But it, something about the cinematography early on was bugging me, making me <laughs> physically sick. All right, uh, Scott, number six. All right, number six is Sally Field is adorable. <laughs> yeah, it's it's too bad. Like most of the banter was meh at best between her and Burt Reynolds. Uh, I I don't know. I I guess mileage will vary on this, but I I was not getting any real chemistry between the two of them. Like <laughs> no. So I guess it's kind of too bad. But yeah, she's super cute. Um, they they were smart to stick her. Like or oh, well, just to stick somebody in the car with him, um, and and yeah, she she's as, as good as anybody to to kind of play off of him, um, but uh, yeah, that's that's basically it. Uh, she's about the only person I liked in this movie, <laughs> so uh, that's my number six. 
Uh, I saw on the documentary, like, they... Well, we could talk, I guess, quickly about the casting or the writing of this thing. Like, the guy who... I guess Hal Needham, the director, yeah. writer, came up with this quick, shitty script. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Reed, Snowman, he had told him that he was going to be the lead and everything was for him. And then he just threw it at Burt Reynolds, like jokingly kind of thing. And then Burt Reynolds agreed to do it. And then so we had to tell Jerry Reed, oh, good news, bad news. We're going to get this movie made because, you know, Burt Reynolds is going to bring in the money and everything. Bad news is you're no longer playing the lead. And he was totally fine with that. Uh, Jerry Reed also is the one. Of the, he wrote the Eastbound and Down song too. He's yeah, a musician yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. For me, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it was Burt Reynolds who wanted to bring in Sally Field, and like, no, she's not sexy enough. And he's like, bullshit, blah blah blah. So he put his stuck his neck out for her. And then they well, same thing with Jackie Gleason. They're just like, you know, it's not a big role, but we think you're perfect for the part. And they didn't think he'd get him, and they got him. So there you go. Alex number five. Damn, Burt Reynolds really making this movie happen. Yeah. Damn, it's part uh, of the stash. <laughs> it sure is. Um, I really liked. I very much enjoyed the scenes where everybody was coming together to help the bandit. You could really tell that he was a famous guy. He was friends with everybody, kind of like Ferris Bueller, and everybody wanted to lend him a hand. And it was great, you know, him getting on the horn and people just going out of the way to give him a hand, give him tips. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. I, uh, All those teenagers is like, oh, yeah, let's go get ready for, I forgot what they called it, but the, they caused like a traffic jam after Bandit went through so the cops would get stalled. I, I will say, I, I get it. it. It's, you know, dumb. I mean, you talked about uh, Cannonball Run, but as as an adult, like... I, I want to say, like, fuck almost everybody in this movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> just the... Just how many people almost die constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, it's a movie. I know, I know. I, I couldn't help but be bothered by it. Like, what They're do you not want? following <laughs> the traffic laws. Oh, they're speeding the whole time? Oh, my gosh. Going oh, man, it was bugging me that they were going 110. I don't think I don't think a single seatbelt was being worn. <laughs> oh my, my god! I, I have one of my notes is what is a seatbelt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 77. They killed more people than saved back then. Yeah. Not like not like today. Oh god. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, Scott, suspension disbelief. No, no, no. Well, Scott, so my number five is something, the line about, God, I forgot what the setup was, but it's something about sitting up high in the trucks. And he goes, how do you think I spot them beavers? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That, that yeah. whole scene, because they're driving by, uh, that, that's when they do the weird, like, hide and seek in the convoy. Right. And yeah. Burt Reynolds mm -hmm. says that when she says, like, oh, they sit up so high. And he's like, I gotta spot all them beavers. Like... <laughs> Like I, I, I kind of get what he was saying, but it was just such a weird like time to see it. Yeah. It was so fucking mm -hmm. random. Yeah. All right, well that's all I got in on that one. So back to you, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Number five. It's just trucker jargon. What if I stunt I I genuinely liked was when they uh, when the, the sheriff Buford T Justice or P Justice. <laughs> 
when they drove under the whatever the fuck that thing was that cut the top of the the car off. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I was like, like pulling my car on that one, like oh, because you could see somebody was still in the car, like (laughs) when they drove it, like like I'm sure they set it up so that like the top would come off like relatively cleanly and all that and maybe some other <laughs> safety precautions who knows but there's still people in the car when they did that shit it was just like like wow that's <laughs> that's hardcore uh and i so i appreciated that uh that, that somebody basically risked their life more so <laughs> than they normally would maybe uh so, yeah there was one shot where I think it was he was trying to pass the snowman kind of early in the beginning, and this and he the car the cop car cut too front uh, too soon, and he the the back truck t boned that cop car and like it cuts and it had crashed but not nearly as bad as it would have oh, been. Yeah. I'm wondering if someone really got hurt on some of these. Oof. I but I don't. Doubt I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of like. Not that that cars are cars are magic in this. So it's like fast and furious logic. But there there mm-hmm. was a uh, uh, commando moment. <laughs> this when the car was magically oh, okay. Sure. Uh, it was probably multiple. The one that I that I spotted was um, the the scene where he's being racist to the black sheriff um, when he knocks the car into the pond. Like you can see his car when he drives into it. You can see the hood fold up. And then the next scene is fine. <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh, dude, one take. <laughs> we're not, we're not That's doing all this they could afford. Yeah, yeah. And they had to make the movie fast. Yeah, and then speed it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking of stunts, the one thing I was thinking of, remember we recently did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and the kind of the Brad Pitt character was based off of the relationship, the stuntman for Burt Reynolds, is what they said. So the whole time I was kept thinking, like, oh, it's Brad Pitt's character. Oh. Well, like, right. how, how loosely the guy, based. I mean, the, it was loosely based on the relationship between Burt Reynolds and his stuntman. Well, well, the I, I don't know if his stuntman was Hal Needham, the director in this, because the Hal Needham was like a super famous stuntman. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think that's who it is, Hal Needham. Yeah, yeah it is. His, yeah. Okay. IMDb page. He did a hundred and nine. Yeah. Stunts. Well, uh, movies. Yeah, stunts. legend. You're right. That's mm-hmm. where the name. Jeebus, he directed some. Cannonball Run, that's what I was talking about that earlier. Yeah, and Cannonball Run 2. Rad, he directed Rad. Did he do Rad? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I know, right? I take everything I said back. <laughs> 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 this this is a man of vision. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, he directed Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, cowboy movie, The Villain. Oh, wow. Good on this guy for, like, parlaying, like, Breaking every bone in his body to like being a, <laughs> yeah, a go-to director, director, a go-to director for like kind of be schlock that would make money. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, Cliff Booth is based off of Hell Needham, so there you go. I knew he was a stuntman. I didn't, I didn't put two and two together. He was actually the writer director too, which makes sense why now Burt Reynolds did the movie for him, right? Like that. Uh, yeah, like, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> everything's yeah, yeah, yeah. making sense now. It's all coming together. Yeah. And then, then when the hippies came to kill his wife, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hippie shares, goddamn ain't. <laughs> that, that line stuck with me. Like I just randomly think of that line recently. Yeah. 
Thanks for all the watch. Is that's everybody all right? Be sure, goddamn uh, all right, I forgot where we left off. I think we're out with Scott's five, number so five. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex, number four. Uh, my number four is, and we've been saying it throughout this whole episode, but it's a, it's a simple movie, simple premise. Goes from point A to point B, back to point A, because <laughs> it's got to get back to the rodeo for the Enuses. And uh, yeah, but it doesn't need to be complicated. It knows what it is, and they have fun with it. And I love that. Yeah. No, it's for what it is. It is. Yeah, they don't try. They don't try to. It doesn't try to be more than you know what it is. It's a silly car chase movie. And do we know? I I don't. I was gonna look this up. I did. It's like Dukes of Hazard, like kind of based off of the success of this. Like I, I don't. When, know. I just see Wigan and Cletus and the dog is Flash. Like uh, mm-hmm. Dukes of Hazard. I know. Get them Duke. I mean, yeah. The, it came out in 79. Two <laughs> years later. Roscoe, yeah. Sure. Bro. Mm-hmm. Like, that had to be based off of the Jackie Gleason character. Get them Duke uh, Then And they got Burt Reynolds to play Boss Haas in the movie, right? Boss Broken Hog. Lizard. Boss got him yeah, to I play saw Boss that. Hog. Yeah. Yeah. Get them Duke boys. All right. Um, there it is. All right, so yeah, my number four is the jump. And this is another reason made me think of Dukes of Hazzard. You just got to jump. <laughs> got to get an American car and jump it. Yeah, and, hell yeah. And ruin the car, but the next scene, it's driving fine. Though, yeah. Uh, so, there are a couple. I didn't really like the, the baseball field one, or football field, I forgot what it was. Uh, that one's fine. Uh, but the other one where it jumped the, the river, that was pretty cool. I was that, hoping for a couple yeah. more jumps. That was... Uh... Shades, <laughs> um. shades, Delta Force. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting it to pause, then the narrator to come in. And, you know, I don't know how the Duke boys are going to get out of this. One. Yeah. They sure stepped in a bucket of hunter this time. <laughs> Duke boys better grow some wings, or at least start flapping their arms. <laughs> they sure stepped in a barrel of molasses this time. <laughs> Uh, all right, the jump was my number four. So Scott, what's your number four? All right, uh, my number four uh, was the just the raw dedication they had to the hat gag to Jack, Jackie Gleason's hat. Yeah, honorable mention. <laughs> just yeah, had his hand there the whole time, <laughs> and pretty much the I think it was the only laugh I got in the entire movie was when. Um, he gets out of the car at one point and the, yeah. the son gets out and then he puts his hand back on the hand again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I got to respect it. They were like, we're, this is a thing. It's going to be in every, every part of the movie. Uh, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Alex, number three. My number three is Burt Reynolds. He's pretty damn charming in this movie. Is he, though? I think so. I think he was. For what he is. Don't don't think about it, Scott. Yeah. Flagrant disregard for the law. He's a man (laughs) of the people. He's basically Robin Hood. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Except instead of money, he gives people beer. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. 
<laughs> Way better than Robin Hood. <laughs> I have more to say about him later, but I, I will honestly... I was thinking when I was watching this, like, what Burt Reynolds movies have I seen? Because, like, we're a little too young for Burt Reynolds, right? Like, yeah. he wasn't... And I was like, okay, I've seen Boogie Nights. <laughs> yes. I've seen uh, Mystery Alaska and... <laughs> nope. Like, I don't know. Like, I haven't seen many Reynolds movies at all. Yeah. I haven't seen Deliverance. Oh, and I have seen Deliverance. You're right. So I've seen so, that. Yo, but, like, you're, you're right, Jeff. Like, there was a point where he... He was like the biggest movie star in the world. Like right. yeah, it was before our time, but yeah. And so like we know who he is, or at least I'll speak for myself. Like I know who he is, and I've seen him in a couple movies, but I don't really know who he is. And then watching him in this movie, all I could think about was Norm MacDonald on Jeopardy and SNL because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's who he's playing. He's yeah. playing the bandit from Smokey and the Bandit. Like yeah. the red Just shirt got chewing yeah. gum. Like, yeah. 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 It's a big hat. Like that, I started laughing more at that because, like, I finally, like, I knew he was doing Burt Reynolds, but I really didn't know he was oh, doing God. Burt Reynolds. Like, I don't know. I just yeah, th- there I was, was <laughs> there, there was a <laughs> an, an SNL skit, uh, so not not Jeopardy, where they they did uh, Dana Carvey doing Johnny Carson. I was like last like episode of the Tonight Show, and and he had uh, <laughs> Norm Macdonald come out as you know as as Burt. And then uh, Chris Farley comes out as Dom DeLuise and he starts doing the Dom DeLuise laugh and they like, <laughs> they hit each other with pies and like Chris Farley pisses himself and I'm not doing it justice. Oh, it's, yeah. it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I know the skit you're talking about now. <laughs> That's pretty great. Oh God. Anyways, <laughs> just now. All right. Uh, so that was Alex's number three. My number mm-hmm. three is I'm going to go with Jackie Gleason here. Uh, this is a total just personal baggage. Watching the Honeymooners with my mom and dad when I was a kid was just like, that's what we did. Um, I always thought he was hilarious there. And this is like <laughs> the only other time I've seen him. I, I saw What's the... The toy? The, no. The Color of Money, but the first one. Like the pool the one with Paul Newman. Okay. He plays like Fats... Uh, it's a pool a hustler. I think he's just called a hustler, and I don't even know if that's in color. I don't even know, but this is like I think the first time I've seen him in color. I don't know. I just, you know, some of his stuff was funny, some of it was cringy. I don't know. I'm just saying it's a product of its time. They're in the South, uh, whatever. Um, that's the character. I just found it hilarious to see Jackie Gleason, and then when that joke about there's no way you came for me, well, I'm getting. Punching your mom in the mouth. It's terrible, but it's hilarious at the same time. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah. Might as well have been bang zoom to the moon. So, Mm -hmm. so Jackie Gleason is my number three. Scott, number three. We're whalers on the moon. Uh, Yeah. mm -hmm. Ah, Just a metaphor for beating his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number three is also Jackie Gleason. Um, He's doing a lot here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one might argue too much. Um, I disagree. Yeah, like most of this movies, it seemed clearly ad-libbed. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't wasn't landing for me. I don't know what else to say. Uh, yeah, it just it's just it's kind of obnoxious, but not entertaining. 
Uh, I, yeah, hmm. I kind of could see that. I'm just like I said, I'm bringing yeah. my personal baggage, so therefore, right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> I get. But I could see there were times where, like it's really not that funny, but it's Jackie Gleason, so yeah. so yeah. Maybe, maybe there was like at a point where there was like a lot of novelty to see him do do yeah. that. But uh, right, anyways, that's my number three. It was it, it was it was not improving the movie for me. So <laughs> all right, Alex, number two. My number two is all the car chases. All the car stuff is awesome. I mean, it's, uh, it, you know, nowadays they still have like really cool car stunts and everything. And, and stunt drivers are doing some amazing things that they hadn't done in the 70s. Um, but there's some camera trickery and some CGI that, and compositing that's used to keep the driver safe, which I completely understand. And I'm for. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I like all that stuff. <laughs> It keeps stunt drivers alive so they can keep doing what they're doing. But man, back in the 70s, doing car chases like this, people almost getting their heads ripped off and then going, was that shot okay? Should I do it again? It's like, that's nuts. And all the car chases are here. The bandit, you know, running rings around all the Smokies and everything, especially towards the end. That was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. And my kid's favorite part was when... uh, Sally Field flipped off that cup. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> that was great. It's like, oh my gosh, Dad, did you see that? She gave him the finger. <laughs> she gave him the finger. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, my number two is uh, all the CB chatter. I just, I don't know what they're saying, but it's cool. Especially at one point when uh, there was Snowman was saying a bunch of stuff toward, kind of toward the end. And, and I'd understand they had a system for changing channels, but I really didn't see that come into play or I really didn't know what was going on. I don't even know how CB radios work, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it actually came into play. Yeah, they came like a few couple times, but yeah, they don't. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I just like listening to the CB chatter. It's fun. Nicknames and chart. Yeah, we're going to put you in the nest or the whatever they said when you spot them beavers, whatever. Just all that stuff. In the rocking chair. <laughs> Rocking chair. There you go. Yeah. I thought he was going to go under one of the trucks, like in the Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. I was kind of disappointed uh, when that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, CB chatter. So, my number two, Scott. Uh, my number two is, as has already been brought up by, by Alex, at least, is that there's barely a plot here. <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah. there's barely enough to string together, like a, a whole movie here. And you could argue that there really isn't. Uh, I guess they get to the end of the, you know, they, they reach their goal and then take off again. I was expecting in the movie, like, end right there um, when, when they get in the Cadillac and the cops just completely ignore them when they drive off. Uh, <laughs> but, God, just just so bare bones. Uh, I guess even the, the diner scene was ad-libbed. Or, or was, like, added in, like, at the last minute, um, according to the trivia. It was, it was uh, Jackie Gleason's <laughs> idea. Um, yeah, just just barely, like, <laughs> any reason to, like, stop to do anything. Like, you, Jeff, you mentioned the movie, like, never stopped. Except for that one point where they, they stopped to have, like, the romantic interlude. And they had right. the weird mm-hmm. scene where, like, he has to get... Where Snowman gets in the fight with the bikers. Which... Turns out to like not matter at all. 
<laughs> no. Yeah. I, I was expecting at that point, like, oh, like Sally Fields is going to have to drive like one of those vehicles, right? <laughs> to get this done. Nope. Nah. Like he barely had a shiner by the time they get to the the speedway or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I I can only imagine how much coke was on the set here. Like we, 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 t- we talked about this like for um, Blues Brothers too. Like, Oof, it just had to be like like <laughs> like Scarface, like his his like private desk like amounts just <laughs> off of craft services. Like, I was just about to say, Scott. Sometimes you just gotta do a lot of cocaine and film a movie. <laughs> yeah, I hope for the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, the speeding up in real life, yeah. <laughs> not just the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, again product of its time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I can't remember us watching or reviewing a movie on on, the, on this podcast that had less of a plot than this. I, I don't know. Does anything come to mind to either one of you? Like I said, the thing that comes to mind is Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much of a plot there either, um, but I, I mean, I was my everything you said has been 100 percent true, but that doesn't make it not entertaining. I guess that's the one thing. You no, I'm say, not. No, I'm, right? exactly. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that, that that precludes it, you know, from from being entertaining. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm arguing that, that Fury Road did have like more going for it than, than this too. I I do too, yeah. just because it's. <laughs> but I'm just saying that's the only thing I can think of as far as just. We're, we're on the road and we're driving this way and then what the fuck let's just turn around and go back I don't know I like um, maybe the raid <laughs> like the raid redemption yeah there was there was like not much going on there either they yeah, the thing was, just... yeah the thing that they get in and get out and they had the thing between the brothers like and then they had the the one like protecting like the injured guy like, anyway anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot of coke. A lot of coke. <laughs> it was done on, on the set of this movie. I, I, I'm, I'm guaranteeing it. Um, all right. Well, on to our number ones. Alex. Sheriff Buford P. Justice. <laughs> I, I love Jackie Gleason in this role. He was great. He was a, a son of a bitch that you, that you wanted to hate. <laughs> but he... Uh, him and his dumb son, he just kept failing and everything, and he didn't realize Bandit was under his nose pretty much the whole time. Oh, I loved it. I do like the way you said some bitch. Yeah, some bitch. What we got here is a clear disregard for the law. Him and his voice. That was great. Yeah, that came from... That was on the documentary that I saw that... Was that based on Cool Hand Luke? No, they, well, from I, I thought it was like Burt Reynolds, and he was talking to him, he goes, your dad was a trucker or something like that, or from the South. He said, yeah. And he, he goes, anything from there? He goes, well, he, never, he didn't say son of a bitch. He said some bitch. And that's Jackie Gleason, like, used yeah. that. Oh, I, I, I was like saying, that. like, the what we have here. Oh, that part, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought when first we heard. Yeah, you're right. Um, All right, anything else, Alex, on Jackie? Nope, that's it. All right. Uh, my number one is Burt Reynolds, as Alex said. He's pretty charming in this movie. Uh, I already mentioned the Norm MacDonald stuff. Uh, <laughs> the one thing that 
probably shouldn't work, but once again, it worked for me in this movie was the fourth wall breaking. And I just think it happened. <laughs> I did oh, like, yeah. I did it, like, happened, yeah, yeah. it happened early enough in the movie. So you're like, okay, this is the kind of movie we're on. We're just audience. We're having fun here. It's just, just, you could do Coke with the audience too, if you want. I don't know. <laughs> we're having a good yeah. time. Join us. <laughs> yeah. So I really dug it. There's sometimes in movies that it only happens once and it's kind of weird and out of place. But, and this one was really good. I think this is the, if, I'm sure we've done fourth wall breaking in the past, and if we had seen this, I would have put this in a list because I really liked it here. It's right up there with like the end of Superman or something. I just really dug it. Um, so yeah, Burt Reynolds, and then later on the fourth wall breaking. That sounds like the fourth wall breaking. Down. Never mind, Scott. Number one. Uh, number one is is all the stunt driving, as Alex alluded to. Uh, yeah, still still like a lot of fun. To, to see all the cars constantly peeling around and uh mm-hmm, <laughs> the, mm-hmm. you know the <laughs> the again try not to think about it uh i i feel like there should have been like at least one or two cops that kind of like, kind of hang with them just to spice things up but they're all just wildly incompetent yeah um which mm-hmm. you know whatever uh, the <laughs> I'm slightly related. I I almost want to look this up. The one motorcycle cop that follows them has patrol like on the front of his like windshield or or windscreen. What, what I don't even know what you'd call it on a motorcycle. Yeah, windshield. Uh-huh. I guess. Um, yeah. Like, would that have been a thing? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It seemed weird to me. I'm, I'm going to say should, yes. Should have been backwards. I don't know. <laughs> it's only for Amber Lances. Amber Lances. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I, I did I did enjoy all the stun driving. The, uh, the Trans Am is a cool car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. My dad owned the Camaro, so I was always on the Camaro side. But watching this movie, I don't know. Yeah, that, that is, I, might, I might switch sides. Is, uh, uh, the Trans Am is awesome. Not, not that I'm a necessarily a car guy, but that is a pretty sweet car. Um and they, mm-hmm. they get the most out of it in this movie. Although I, I do wonder if they're going 110 miles an hour, like like how Burt Reynolds' hat stayed on. <laughs> uh, he like stapled hat. it on, Just like uh, on. Yeah. Indiana Jones. Stapled it to his tube. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just real quick, fourth wall breaking. I just something just popped in my head. Do you remember in Death Proof? Right after um, oh, Kurt yeah. Russell kills the the first girl. After the bar, and then he chased right before he chases down the other girls. He pulls up on right in front of the camera, and he looks at the camera and smiles, and then he goes off and he does it. I'm wondering, he got to have stole that from this, right? That's all he does yeah. is steal moments from movies. That's a good catch right there. Then we'd have to compare. Yeah, I bet that's it. Yeah, um, and I bet Hell Needham is a stuntman at some point in that movie too. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he All might right, have been like, honorable... doing like the vanishing point stuff. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, to look that up. Any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah. So, the bell bottoms were kicking my ass. Seventies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably with time. The other thing that was really, really kicking my ass was the ADR. Yeah, that's <laughs> my honorable mention. The, yeah, some of the most. I'll let you guys talk about it, but it was egregious. No, I'm just going to say that. It was just annoying. Sally Field a lot of the time. It was like, 
Well, the car Trans Am is very loud. Yeah. <laughs> the top was down, <laughs> off, I, wish, I should say. Anything else? Anything else? Uh, oh, yeah. He, he throws down, so he buys two cheeseburgers and an iced tea. And he asks the waitress, how much that'll be? And she says a dollar and a half. Like, a that, has to be, and a half. that has to be bullshit for even like 1970, whatever this was. Oh, not in the South. In 77. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe $20 was a lot of money when my dad was a kid. I guess so. Jesus. I never believed him. Dollar and a half for two hamburgers and, and a drink. Yeah. My God. What a time to be alive. Mother of God. So do you know why the, they call the cops the Smokies? Um, because they'll smoke you if you make a wrong move. No, I got... I, at one point he said he calls them a uh, gumball machine. That I think I understood. But yeah, the Smokies, not so much. Yeah, gumball so apparently... I finally looked it up because I kept forgetting to look it up. It's because of the hat looks like Smokey the Bear. The, the hat they uh, wore in that, uh, that part. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. What's the gumball machine thing? Because I think it had the uh, the siren or the light on the top. Oh, uh, okay. Made it look like that makes sense, machine. too. Yeah. yeah, okay. I'm just guessing there, though. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All that chucker lingo. It's was, it was funny, like, they, they try to make uh, Sally Few kind of, like, enamored of this, this trucker world, but... She basically learns world. everything there is to know in like that one trip they have. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> there's really nothing more to it than. than well, than that's the, all it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it's time to rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being garbage, seven being perfection. Alex, what do you give this movie? For me, this is a solid five. Um, it's a lot of fun. I probably wouldn't buy this on 4K Blu-ray, but uh, if I see the DVD for five bucks, I'll pick it up. All right. I agree. Five for me as well. I enjoyed it, even though it was a little rough at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see, I probably wouldn't buy it, but I could see if this was on cable or something, I would probably watch it. It's a background show. And I could see why it was popular back yeah. in the day. Uh, Scott. Uh, three. I, I just like, wow. was was not just not really <laughs> feeling was... it. Like there's things again I, I appreciated about the movie, but yeah, I, I, I just wasn't that into it. <laughs> the disregard for the flagrant disregard <laughs> of laws. <laughs> but you love the fast the fast movies. Uh not all of them. <laughs> well, they, yeah, and there's like them, a million of them. And I don't know that I'd necessarily rate most of them higher than <laughs> this one. Wow. So. Well, yeah. No, I could see that. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for a crossover topic. Uh, what is that, Alex? Our, our top five uh, smugglers slash bootleggers. All right. Uh, well, what's number five? Uh, yeah, my number five is me when I'm the right on the ride. Smugglers run at Disneyland. <laughs> I am the greatest smuggler. If I get a good team <laughs> of random strangers on the red. <laughs> Top score. Smuggle my, my vomit from not spilling all over the place. <laughs> that just makes sense. All right. <laughs> all right, we got it from that. Yeah. Um, 
my number five is it's a cheat, but I got to go with George Costanza just because of that one episode where he's a bootlegger. It's oh, so stupid. Ours is similar. Uh, so there it is. There's an episode where he's trying to be the bad guy to get with the girl, and she asks what he does. He's wearing like a Leatherman jacket. I'm a bootlegger. Yeah, his dad's GTO. Man, that's a that's a fucking awesome car. Yeah. Um, there it is. George Costanza, number five. Scott. Uh, my number five is. The, all the people involved with the the Red Sea Diving Resort. If you guys have ever seen this movie, it was somewhat recent. Nope. Uh, based on true events, where um, these these Israeli operatives go down to oh god, I forgot the place, but um, it's it's beachside town, but basically around like the Middle East, the, Jer- the Jersey Shore. And and they they basically rescue a bunch of uh, um, Jewish uh, like nationals. Uh, they basically no, smuggle they smuggle them out. They smuggle yeah. them out under the guise of, of running this resort, uh, this diving resort on the on the coast. It's it's pretty interesting. Hmm, cool. All right. Yeah. Alex, number four. My number four is also from Seinfeld. But mine isn't George Costanza because technically he didn't actually do any bootlegging. He got caught. No. But Jerry no. Seinfeld <laughs> actually did do some bootleg- bootlegging. And uh, yeah, he got he got a little bit too full of himself after that. So he only did it that one time. You're talking about the recording the movies? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the actual bootlegging. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, my number four. I'm having a really hard time deciding between these two. Uh, whatever. I, since it's, it's been on my mind because I just watched season two again, I'm going to go with the Greeks in The Wire. No, I, was, I thought you were going to say from in the Trojan Horse. <laughs> Smuggling themselves <laughs> in the city, yeah. yeah. But uh, season two of The Wire is basically about the port, Baltimore port, and... Uh, the longshoremen and everything, but there's these Greeks that are kind of behind the scenes and they're one of them's a union leader and the other ones are blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, he's not the Greek, but anyway, they're just, it's just, it's, it's good stuff. Watch it. They're doing Scott. shoremen to work. <laughs> uh, Scott, no, number four. <laughs> number four uh, is uh, Meg Ryan from French Kiss smuggling some diamonds. For uh, Kevin Klein in the movie, and uh, I have never seen that. She's largely unaware of it the whole time, but uh, hmm. yeah, it's a cute movie. They're good together. Unbeknownst, right. smuggling. Also, yeah. for the record, I I do not have any bootleggers on my list. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Yeah, because that that just turned into like the Untouchables and mob movies. Yeah. When I tried to look look for some. Yeah. Anyway. Uh-huh. We'll see what Jeff says. Yeah. I have I don't know, they're kind of both. Well we'll see. Uh Alex, number three. My number three is Red from Shawshank Redemption. It always smuggled okay. in contraband. So yeah, his, uh his Andy pouch. Dufresne. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Dufresne could uh escape. Helped him out. 
Not bad. That's a good one. I like that. All right. Uh, my number three is uh, Sir Davos Seaworth from Game of Thrones. Okay. The Onion Knights. Onion Knights. Smuggling onions. <laughs> Those aren't onions in his pants. <laughs> hey oh, Those aren't balls. Those are his onions. And then his fingers were removed. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Davos. Uh, lots of smugglers in that in that show. Uh, Scott, number three. Alright. Number three Oops. is Henry Hill from Goodfellas. And uh, just basically smuggling okay. drugs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He gets his babysitter to do it. <laughs> and uh, everything goes sideways because she needs a lucky hat. And... Uh, Always yeah. wanted to be a gangster. Uh, yeah, uh, being a gangster devolves into being a drug dealer. But there you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, Alex, number two. My number two, and it's the only video game on my list, is Elite Dangerous. Have you guys played this? Nope. I have not. Oh, it's an it's a big open world spaceship game, and uh, you can you know pretty much pick up whatever job you want. But one of them is sneaking contraband into different space stations and it's more it's a pretty sophisticated simulator if you have the control set up for it so you've got to align your ship to the slot of the space station and then zoom in as fast as possible and then turn on the heat sinks so that they don't scan your cargo while you're going into the space station. And then after you get in through the scanners, <laughs> you've got to pretty much let out all your heat <laughs> so that it doesn't destroy your engine. Um, and then stop really fast and then find your place to land. So it's it's very intricate and very entertaining. So I recommend it. All right. Be a smuggler in Elite Dangerous. I guarantee you I will never play that. <laughs> Not with that attitude. Huh. Yeah. Uh, my number two, as already been mentioned today, would be the Dukes from the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> mm -hmm. There it yeah. is. Didn't do any harm. Never meaning the harm. So uh, this was one of my favorite shows as a kid growing up. I really haven't seen it in like 40 years, but I'm keeping it on there. Duke's <laughs> a hazard. <laughs> Them Duke boys really fell in a waiting pool of petroleum this time. Uh, all right. Scott, number two. Okay. Uh, number two is, uh, you could say most of the crew of the Firefly, but specifically I have Malcolm Reynolds. From the again the titular Firefly, they yep. mostly smuggled on that show. That was their gig. Yeah, yeah that's honorable mention. Food, Only. cattle, yeah, wobbly-headed dolls. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, all right, Alec, what's your number one? My number one is Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown smuggling drugs. For a while until she got caught and then she turned the tables on everybody she did good call that's what makes it makes it the best in my book yeah and then all right well and then and then uh cherry i'm gonna say don cherry but i forget his first name that really <laughs> don uh, cherry well then he became a terrorist and uh 
hijacked a flight out of Greece. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> oh, I know what you're trying. You're, you're doing a Delta Force joke there. All right. Number one, Han Solo, of course. Double crossing, no good swindler. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, smuggling spice, whatever else he was smuggling. Who knows? <laughs> and everything nice. 12 parsecs. There it is. Han Solo. Easiest one for me so far. Scott, what's your number one? It's also Han Solo. It's a good thing we found out how he got his name, too. Let me tell you what. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, glad to get a hold Alright. Uh, my only honorable mention besides uh, Malcolm Reynolds was I had Nucky Thompson from Boardwalk Empire. Never finished the show, okay. though, so... Didn't really do that one. Any from you guys? I was trying to think of Simpsons. The, so the Beer Baron. But he was more of, I guess he was a bootlegger, huh? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. A, Damn it. And I should have put and him I, on That should have been on list. list. Yeah, I thought of that just now. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll get you, Beer Baron. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> Whoa. Um, what a... Top top no, ten Simpsons moments was the yeah <laughs> when so the fucking good the boiler blows up he's on the front lawn ooh <laughs> 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 um there's what's his face from RRR he was he smuggled guns back to the Freedom Fighters okay he tried to I, eventually yeah he tried to. All right. Guess that's it. <laughs> it turned out he was a demigod, so he didn't need him after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just need a bow and arrow and just go full Rambo. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah. Um, just right on his uh, other demigod's shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like for me- Mecha Shiva. <laughs> All right, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, from the Cincinnati Reds, Ellie De La Cruz <laughs> got a bat check. Not because it could have potentially been corked, but because he's got, it looks like a decoration on the the bottom, the pommel of the bat. And then I, I guess the opposing team, like, flagged it. They wanted to check it. Is there, like, a performance advantage to putting something on the bottom of the bat? Like, uh, fuck face? <laughs> Was it, like, a Superman logo? <laughs> I, 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 there are rules, but then you see people like slather on pine tar. So I, I don't yeah. know these days. And also, I've, I've seen some weird shit with bats recently where people have like square knobs or like, like barely knobs at all at the bottom of the bat. And I guess that's legal. Um, there's also, you could have that little um, divot, I guess, on the top of the bat, but some people don't. Like yeah, yeah, again, I'm I'm unclear on what the exact regulations are for for bats. They can't be metal. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> yeah, not aluminum. Yeah. I'm assuming it's Alex. From what you're just how you're describing it, it could be a, something considered a distraction for the pitcher. I mean, I there's all sorts of weird yeah. rules about you can't distract the batter's eye and you can't distract the pitcher's eye. Uh, so like if it's yeah. kind of shiny or something, that could make if he's doing a little. Like a Gary Sheffield little twang, <laughs> reflective. Yeah, I I don't know. That's I don't really know um, the story on it. But. From the pictures here that I'm seeing, it seems just like white, but it's matte. 
it's not reflect reflective at all from what i can tell anyways but i think it was a non-issue the the ref looked at it and said play on so okay do you, i'm just trying to trying to uh get him disqualified i guess alex do, do you know why they don't use aluminum bats uh because they're too powerful yeah there you go. they're pretty much yeah, they're too strong. People. That's why they only they only use them in, in college. I think right? I think they, they still use would, them in college ball. They still use them in yes. college ball. I think they would allow it, but somebody would die. <laughs> <laughs> they try to catch be, the ball. Yeah. Would be fucking dead. Because yeah. the pitcher would get a comeback. Yeah, those. it would just it would be a little too fast. Yeah, yeah. And the home run records would shatter. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Offense would shoot up for sure. I still think in the home run derby. You, they should like maybe not the entire time, but like you should be able to power up and just like for this. It's like the money <laughs> ball and like three point competition in the NBA. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or I don't know if you remember uh, Super Baseball Stars, the arcade version where you could power up once during an at bat or whatever, and you got a giant <laughs> bat. Be something like that. <laughs> oh, that's right. Or, or should... the the guy that has the worst hitting record. They can just give, invite them to the uh, home run derby, and then just have them have the aluminum bat the whole time. They should let them use fungos. Yeah, what are fungos? It's like a weird like, it, it, they do something to a bat that basically lets you like, like crush a baseball like, without having to swing. Yeah, I see. It's it's like cork, like a cork bat. Yeah, it's got a yeah. long, it's elongated barrel and, and things like that. It's just basically a juiced bat. But like that, so that allows like old coaches to hit long, <laughs> long fly balls to yeah. their outfielders. I see. More of a, okay. It's like a practice tool. Um, but yeah, okay, I have these are long. Yeah. When the, the one canoe oars. Jeff Jeff made a fungo bat out of a, a tree that got struck by lightning. <laughs> Wonder bat. Wonder fungo. Yeah. All right, it's time for Neam News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. So, yeah, not a lot for me today. Uh, I I just want to say I finished up the the Arnie documentary, Arnold. Uh, we already talked ah, a little, little bit about it. Uh, yeah, we started. Definitely worth a watch. He's, he's just a, a very compelling person, character. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of it is is editing and, and music and stuff, but he, he does genuinely do, to seem to be a, a good storyteller. Um, you know, occasionally he'll do like accents. He's actually really good at doing accents, surprisingly. Um, but uh, yeah, he'll do that. Um, <laughs> Wait, what if he came for like on his like deathbed? Then he just goes, "It'll be a pity I have to leave this world." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, oh man, that'd be good. That's so bitch, he got us. Uh, yeah, just uh, just a fascinating character. Uh, just all the kind of ups and, and downs. Like the downs, just basically him kind of being shitty. <laughs> Most of his downs, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, just he, he just comes off as, as somebody who who doesn't seem like a bad guy, um, and yeah, he kind of kind of leaves you a little motivated. Um, you know, his, his message isn't all wrapped up in kind of the, the narcissism that you would think it would be. Um, he actually does come off on, uh, as a little down to earth on, on some things. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, again, it's, it's, a, and it's, it's also just 
chock full of Arnold bullshit. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like fun to watch. Like, yeah, like at one point they do talk about the villain and stuff like that. Like they're talking about all the movies he's making. And um, there, there was a great uh, anecdote. I, I, don't, I forgot if I was talking about this last week, but uh, at the risk of spoiling something. Um, he's talking about uh, on, on Terminator, um, how he goes up to James Cameron and like says basically like, oh, I think I should say the line this way. And Cameron says, like, are you the fucking writer? <laughs> like, <laughs> no? Okay, then shut the fuck up and get back to say, like, like, just, just that going out. And then it turned out that, like, Arnold was right about, like, the line and stuff. And, um, you know, just, it was just funny to think if there would be a point in Arnold's career where, like, somebody on set would have told him to shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting to me. Um, you yeah. know, maybe James Cameron so, still would. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. He probably still would. Yeah. The one thing I got out of that, in which it came too late, because I saw I've seen the first two, I haven't seen the third one yet, and this came like just a little too late during True Lies. The reason he made True Lies, I didn't realize that was because after couples movies, that's when he had like his first heart attack or his heart surgery that went like really bad, and like he couldn't get insured and couldn't get movies for a while. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that, that's yeah. what the the do- how the documentary presents it, and then he did. Yeah. Um, uh, but there's also uh, like Last Action Hero bombed. Yeah, um, and so he was or like, maybe really that's looking, what it was. He was really looking to like <laughs> figure out like what would get him like back on top again. Um, and right. Again, so it's really script. too bad. Like, I, people just didn't get. Maybe it would have been like a mega blockbuster, but yeah, I, just, I don't think people really appreciated what was going on in the, in that movie. Um, yeah. At any rate, it was that he was desperate in his career, and so that's yeah. why he went. He went to Cameron with True Lies to kind of help him out and. Cameron happened to be looking just to do a kind of action movie at the time and it worked out, but I didn't really know that. Yeah, so. so that's interesting. That's cool. Um, yeah. I would have liked to have seen, like, I, I would say, like, Sly's in it a little bit. I would like to see more of Sly, like, <laughs> uh, just to, to kind of that back and forth, like, that, that sort of rivalry they had, like, on screen stuff, like, or off screen, I should say. Um, it was good competition that got us these movies, right? Yeah, no, that's, about, that's that's what Arnie basically said. Like, he's like, I yeah. always needed somebody to, like, push me, and, and Sly was that guy. Um, and it's crazy. Like, there, there's nobody that's, like, quite reached the heights of those two, right? Like, as far as action movie stars? At no. least at least not in the West. Like, yeah. Maybe, maybe you consider, like, in, in China, people like, like Jackie that's Chan. True. and and Jackie like, Chan. Like, Jet Li. Yeah. yeah. People like that, but yeah. um, Donnie Yen, but, uh, like, yeah, I mean, the, West, the rock's the closest thing we have, yeah. I, I think that the rock's really insane. like come close. I mean, you had those other people around the same time as them, um, that obviously didn't didn't reach quite the same. Like, I, I you know, I can't say someone like Keanu has done it. Um, yeah, I, 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 I love the John Wick movies, but like, it's just kind of John Wick for him, you know. I mean, we had the mm-hmm. Matrix too, I guess. Um, Speed. He's done a lot too, but yeah, it's just he's, different. It's not, yeah, it's, it's yeah, not quite the same. Like he, he's not yeah. like that same the, the same kind of action star. I guess like yeah. just larger than life kind of kind of thing. But well, um, it's also a, a project of its time too. Like they don't make those movies anymore. That's like, true. I don't, yeah. Is it? It's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, muscles. Yeah, yeah, muscles it's, yeah, it's a different, different and... kind of movie. Yeah, like just that. You know, they, they talk about like, like Die Hard, like. Ushered, ushered in kind of a new era of, of like what the heroes like Hollywood heroes should right. be I mean MCU mm-hmm. has done more to kind of bring that back 
I think, than, than a lot of like other action movie tentpole stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, but I, again, no one's really quite like gonna have that legacy. Uh, at least as again as an action star. Yeah. Uh, Brian Bosworth got close. <laughs> again, very close. Yep. Uh, <laughs> when, shit, there's still, like, the closest we do coming. have, I think, is The Rock and, and maybe what's his face from the Fast and Furious movies, right? Those are only two action stars we really have um, now, right? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel has, has like, yeah, he has traded on being like the kind of bulky, <laughs> right. mumbly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Vin Diesel has more to, to, to thank Sly for than anybody else, maybe. Because uh, he's basically doing like a low wattage Sylvester Stallone and like throughout <laughs> most of his career. Um, but uh, anyway, like I don't want to go too too much more about this. I you know, but this is our heyday. Like this is the the stuff we we grew up on. So it's it's fun for me to to talk and think about. But uh, yeah, that's that's really all I wanted to, to go over. I have not watched the second episode of Secret Invasion yet. Uh, you know, it was holiday weekend. Not that I have a ton going on, but <laughs> like I was doing a couple other things, so I didn't get around to, to stuff like that. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's it for me. I played a little bit more of Final Fantasy sixteen. Um, I'll, I'll review that more when I get into it, maybe. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically it. Alex, anything you want to go over? Yep. Uh, recently, I watched Flaming Hot, the uh, biopic of. Uh, the guy that invented the Flaming Hot Cheetos. Uh, it's great. I didn't know, uh, not until the credits, that I saw that Ava Longoria was the director of the movie, and she did a fantastic job. The movie's great. It's funny. It's a poignant, a real uplifter. And uh, some of the stuff of his early early life, oof, it's kind of <laughs> hit way too close to home. So I was like, oof. So, I had to calm myself down a bit. So let me, let me ask you something, Alex. Is you, yeah. you seem to enjoy it. Like, I feel like Cheetos. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> I just love hot Cheetos. Um, <laughs> they make me go crazy. <laughs> I, uh, so I feel like people gave a pass to the like the the Nike movie that just came out. Um, as far as like product placement goes, right? Um, are, like, it, is it safe to do that with this other movie, or does it feel like? Like, oh, it's like Flamin' Hot Cheeto. Like, this is just more product placement. They're just capitalizing on it. Um, it is, but there's a real... The, the the movie still does have a lot of heart. And maybe I'm biased because I am Latino. Uh, my family comes from Mexico and everything. And, and a lot of it was... Um, mirrored my own experiences okay. growing up and my parents. So, uh, you know, it really hit home for me. Anyways, but I still thought it was a very good movie. Funny at parts, a little bit, maybe a little bit too schmaltzy, too silly at times. The 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 youngest kid that they have in the movie, maybe they used him a bit too much, a bit too cute. But um, it was still a good movie. I would still recommend. Okay. And uh, yeah, speaking of the Nike movie, um, I watched uh, Red Letter Media when they were it just spitballing some stuff and they mentioned that like and this is i think why i wasn't interested in the movie it's like they they try to bill it as at, i don't know if you guys have you guys seen it no okay. which one 
the Nike movie. What's called like Air, oh, yeah. Air Jordans. Air yeah, I've seen it. How they're they're trying to um, make it like an underdog story about how Nike is going to get the shoe made, but Nike was like still the number three shoe company, so they're still a billion dollar company. Tried to make it to number one. It's like uh, kind of not seeing this as a real underdog story since you're already billionaires. But what do I know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't really hide that in the movie. It's just like. Yeah, we're number one in track and field. We're number one in this, but we're dead last in basketball. Yeah. I want to be basketball. I mean, Ben Affleck's character is the CEO, and he's super rich. He's just hippie and everything. (laughs) Right. But, yeah, that's kind of what turns me off about the movie as well. It's like, I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) Rich people get more money. (laughs) Great. I don't want to see that movie. (laughs) I mean, yeah, we don't. Yeah, it's yeah. an entertaining story, but yeah, at the end you're just watching a story about how this billion dollar company made more millions of dollars and billions <laughs> yes. of dollars. Like yeah. it's totally understandable, but like whatever. Like if you you like the shoes as a kid, I guess you just want to see how your money and you getting shot in the face for them made this other guy really rich. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was all worth it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, flaming hot. If you're uh, a fan you, of Cheetos, been, if you're a fan of real underdog stories, then watch it. You mentioned Ava Longoria. I just found out that she's like one of the big producers behind the John Wick movies in the first place. Like she wow. stuck her, like like she once again, this movie was made by a stunt man. He was Keanu Reeves' stunt guy all this time. So it's very similar to Smokey and the Bandit. And that's when mm-hmm. they got him in the movie and they did all this. But people kept balking at making the movie. And at the end, like uh, money, people kept falling out. And I guess she she was a producer, but she put on she kept putting in more money. And uh, I guess Damn. she's probably I'm hoping she's at least la- laughing her way to the bank because mm-hmm. now there's like Damn. four or five of these movies, and um, she's making some moves. Yeah, and Did she's you? no longer with that Tony Parker, so that's great. What a fucking douchebag that guy is. <laughs> And I don't just say that because he, he played for the Spurs. Wait, is he an actual D-bag or no? Well, he, he cheated just, on her with his teammate's wife. Oh, I didn't know any of that. I was just, I I was making a joke because he was a spur. That was the only reason oh, I was I mean, double, I mean, you double down on it. But no, no, it was it was a whole thing. It was, uh, um... Oh, I didn't know. Brent, oh, they'd Brent, him even more. It was like Brent Berry or somebody's wife. Like, it was like his teammate's wife. Like, that's how shitty that guy was. Like... <laughs> It wasn't just like he, he he had an affair with somebody else. Like a guy on his own team. Like <laughs> just, anyway, yeah, fuck that guy. Idiot. Stupid French face. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> French face. He's French. Okay. Yeah. That Tony Park here. Yep, that's it for me. All right, uh, Jeff. Anything else? Uh, a couple things. I have not seen the Marvel stuff. Um, I saw the first hour and change minutes of the new Indiana Jones movie. Um, Wait, how did... <laughs> what happened? <laughs> it was awful. No, it wasn't awful. I got... Laura and I went out and saw it the other night, and I got... I was sick. Uh, and I, oh. I was... Like, that I'm bad, not that good. bad, huh? Just made you want to... <laughs> no, <laughs> that movie made you sick. To be honest, I, there was, I was not groaning yet. <laughs> <laughs> during the movie so uh, i will see it when it comes out on video um but like yeah it was it was all right it was, it was, it was, 
uh, that's all I could say about that. I won't. The movie's still on, so I won't say anything else more there. Um, okay. But I could say it was started off better than the beginning of Crystal, Crystal, Crystal Skull. Skull. Yeah. Um, and then this is kind of leading into uh, our next week's episode. Um, I've been just fascinated by this uh, the Titan submersible that um, Ocean Gate. Ocean Gate and all that. Yeah. Which is and like so, not, not a dumb spin by the media. It's actually what's called Ocean Gate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ocean Gate Gate. Gate Gate Gate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just more about like, you know, where was referring to James Cameron. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, he made Titanic and he made The Abyss. But like, I, I knew he was into it. I didn't know how into it. Like, he's gone like like four times. times deeper. But like four times deeper than with the Titanic like the thing that they guy those guys did was like nothing compared to it. He's been to the deepest part of the entire ocean, the deepest part of the Mariana's Trench or whatever. Like him, he built this thing, and I mean, with he, so he privately funded engineers to build uh, his submersible and everything. And I never knew he did all this. So I've been well, watching. He was, he was smart, free. but he, like, yeah, he's smart enough to be like, will this like implode? And people told him no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we should probably <laughs> engineer it some more. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he's talked about how, like, yeah, the stuff that Ocean Gate used was, it was, whatever. I don't get all the details there, but just his journey into all this stuff is crazy. And like I said, he went, like, this thing is like two and a half miles down where the Titanic is and where the submersible imploded. He went down like seven miles. That's ridiculous. And it's just Jesus. insane. He Basically, he got to the bottom of there was, like, no life, like, pretty deep you see weird life and you see weirder life then he got to the point where it was like nah dog no, <laughs> nothing's <Yeah>. down there <laughs> he just gets um, crushed so was, was he looking for michael bean <laughs> yeah um, he even says it like as he's going he's drifting down he's like i've now gone further than but i forgot buds whatever his last name in my movie the abyss i've now gone further than this and he keeps like mentioning his <laughs> movies as he goes down it's pretty interesting and then yeah. Uh, he does when he gets to the bottom he makes he says some statement and it's like kind of lame and he's like well I had that drawn up a lot better in my head than what I was going to say because it's almost <laughs> the same as like Buzz Aldrin right and, yeah, and uh, Neil, Ar- Neil Armstrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like well <laughs> that could have been said better but anyway I'm, I'm, I'm maybe sure I'll talk about like more about that next the, week the, like <laughs> the tip doesn't doesn't affect your thinking at all like <laughs> your cognitive ability yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think everything's pressurized the right way. It probably wasn't, but just it's <laughs> just look for it on YouTube because it's on. It was a thing he put out in theaters on 3D screens, but now it's on YouTube for free. Just like look, that's right. Cameron Challenge okay. Deep, Challenger Deep, or something. And it's it's pretty pretty cool. Is that where uh, he found the bar and he just raised it? <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron does what James Cameron does because he's James Cameron. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh. That's all I got. All right. Sounds like we're right. good. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Time to get me a Diablo sandwich. He's pounding We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.